What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Thursday, February 29th. I've been doing this show now almost 16 years. So, according to my math, which may not be correct, I've only been on here at most four times saying it's February 29th. Now, I could have gone back and looked at four years ago and four years before that and four years before that and four years before that, which I actually may not have been on four years before that because I started in 2008 in April. So it would only be this would be the third possible time. But February 29th may have fallen on a weekend. So I'm really not sure. And I didn't do my homework on it. My apologies. This could be the third time, it could be the second time, it could be the first time ever that I've come on here and said it's February 29th. People get excited about all of those things that happen in the sky, like the one coming up in April, the total eclipse or a lunar eclipse or a half eclipse, and I always hear these things, oh, you got to go check this out tonight, it's happening at... 11.15 p.m. and it's going to be the only time in 29 years. It seems like every single year we got something happening that only takes place every 10 or 15 years. But every single year there's something going on. And from what I understand, the thing happening on April 7th, I believe, April 7th or April 8th, is going to make everything go dark, at least in Dallas or somewhere in Texas in the middle of the afternoon, but I'm not here to talk about that. I was never into science. I'm still not into science. I brought it up because today is February 29th, and I don't know if I've ever been on the airwaves before saying it's February 29th, so there you go. We only get this once every four years, and like I said yesterday, I can't imagine if somebody's born on February 29th, there's babies being born right now crying all over the place, and maybe they'll celebrate their birthday on February 28th next year, maybe they'll celebrate it on March 1st, I don't know, I was born in December, so I don't have to worry about it, what we do have though is one extra day until we get to my favorite month of the year, sports-wise, March, that's tomorrow, the madness won't begin tomorrow but it will begin very soon and in March we got baseball season getting ready to go spring training that's in full effect we got the NCAA tournament that's always fun but now that it's legal to wager in Florida not that people haven't been wagering in Florida they've just been doing it illegally now that you could do it the legal way and the money gets put in your account within hours that's so much more fun. You don't have to wait until like a Tuesday and, hey, you know, I got to collect from others, so give me a few more days. You don't got to deal with all that. It just goes right into your bank account. So that'll be a whole lot more fun if you win. <laughs> the NBA regular season, we're working our way towards a playoff time there. The NHL, same thing. The Panthers doing very well. The Heat now doing very well. It's just a great time of the year. I wish the Canes basketball team was doing very well. FAU's doing pretty good. People have been messaging me about South Florida. Oh, USF, they may be this year's FAU or UM. 
Well, I'll tell you what, UM's not going to be last year's UM, that's for sure. So I mentioned hockey, I mentioned basketball, I mentioned baseball. Those are going on right now, spring training baseball-wise, regular season and the others. The one sport that we don't have action with right now on the field would be football. But football, at least in South Florida right now, is taking a lot of the headlines. This morning, I'm getting ready for the show. I have my coffee, going over everything. And then I'm looking at Twitter a little bit before noon, and I see all these tweets coming out yet again about Tua and what the Miami Dolphins are supposedly going to do. Like this is already set in stone? Are we there yet? Are we sure? Look, right now the Miami Dolphins are doing what every other team in the league is doing. They have their reps at the Combine in Indianapolis. They're looking at potential draft picks. They're interviewing players. And at the same time, they're working out contracts for guys that are currently on their team. That includes Tua Tungabailoa. Chris Greer, the man who will ultimately make that decision, or maybe not, but he's the one that will put everything together and then everything goes to Stephen Ross, of course. Okay, do you sign off on this? Chris Greer, though, spoke yesterday and Chris Greer spoke very well of Tua. Not that he's going to speak bad about him, but if you do recall, what was it? A month and a half ago? At the end of the season news conference after the Dolphins lost to Kansas City, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel were at the table talking to reporters. And Chris Greer said, we expect our quarterback, Tua, we expect him to be top tier, top level. That, that's what we need. And he brushed aside anything about the contract. Now... Is Chris Greer giving a real answer about a potential to a contract? Or do we think he is, but he's really not? Because if you look at some stories, and I look at a lot, if you read what Armando Salguero wrote, if you read what Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald is tweeting, it would make you believe that this is already a foregone conclusion. That this is already done. Like it just needs to be signed. Especially Barry's tweets this morning. Barry's tweets this morning, and, and Barry's got... Plenty of sources. He talks to people off the record and then uses his own words. He hustles. The way Barry Jackson is writing today, the way he was writing before noon, makes me believe that he's not just going off of what Armando Salguero is saying. It makes me believe he knows something from 
somebody top level and he's just not saying it and he's putting it in his own words. That's kind of how that works. So then in a few weeks from now, whenever it is, hey, look, this is exactly what I told you. And if you're a fan of Tua, you love what you're hearing. If you're not a fan of Tua or you're not sure if Tua's the guy, then you hate what is being said. So there's a lot to cover on the Miami Dolphins front. We knew that there would be a lot of football news during the offseason. We don't need football games to be going on to be talking football. I didn't expect to be this heavy, like maybe even leading the hour with football at the end of February, the last day in February, the 29th. But here we are. I am coming to you today from beautiful Medellin. I will be doing the show here again tomorrow. And then I am off on Monday, travel day, uh, back with you on Tuesday from South Florida from the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, where my poker tournament will be going on, the Slater Scoops poker tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. So I hope to see you guys out there less than a week from now, Tuesday night. That's March 5th. Tomorrow's already March 1st. It's like, oh my gosh, March 5th. Well, we're still in February. It's next Tuesday's. March 5th. Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. You could register until 9.30. It's only 250 bucks to buy in. And as an added bonus, every single month, I give away tickets if you knock me out of my own tournament. I've got a bounty on me, and that's courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. So if you knock me out on Tuesday night, if you take all my chips, you're going to get two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers. And the Panthers are in action tonight. People have been writing to me, Andy, I need a parlay. Please, tell me the play tonight in the Panthers game. I need to put something in. Well, I was looking. I was uh, going through things earlier today. While at breakfast, I do a lot at breakfast. And what I came up with, I'm not, I'm not set on it yet, though. But I'll just tell you what I came up with. I like a same-game parlay tonight with Verhage to get at least a point, Reinhardt to get at least a point, the Panthers to win, and Montreal under two and a half goals. That's what I like at the present moment, and I believe it pays plus 250. You could even take the Panthers out and just put the other three in, and it's plus 225. But I think the Panthers to win is pretty safe. I don't know if it's worth the extra plus 25. But that's what what I'm thinking right now. That's not set... In stone, though. I'll try to tweet something out a little bit later on. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Andy Slater, then you'll be able to see it there. 
All right, so I do have a lot to get to this hour. I think you can kind of tell where I'm going to be starting. But we'll get the official answer when this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. So I'm going to start by saying I will give Chris Greer credit for something. Now, what is that something? Well, I'll tell you in a few minutes after this break. No, I'm just kidding. I just mentioned my poker tournaments coming up at the Hard Rock on Tuesday. I think maybe Chris Greer should show up to my poker tournament. He might actually do well. I mean, I think I'd beat him, but against others, he might do well. The reason I say that is because Chris Greer, he really plays his poker hand, and he plays it well. He plays it close to the vest. Chris Greer was talking about Tua because he was asked about Tua. He was talking about the idea of signing Tua to a long-term contract, but he was doing it without giving away too many specifics. It was all kind of abstract from what I was listening to, except for a few parts of his statement. Here's what I mean. Let me tell you what we know. We know for a fact that the Miami Dolphins and Tua's reps plan to talk. That's what Chris Greer said. I don't think he's lying about that. He also said the intention of the Miami Dolphins is to work out a deal with Tua. Okay. So now we get all these reports. Okay, it's like almost a done deal. They're going to have a deal. He's the quarterback of the future. But let's stop for a moment. What is not clear, one, the timeline. We don't know the timeline of it. We don't know how close they are. You could read whatever you want. We don't know how close they are. We also don't know what number two is going to want. We don't know what the Dolphins want. And we don't know if there's a middle that they can meet in between. We, we don't know that information. You could read reports. You could believe whatever you want to believe. But again, we don't have answers. We have reporters. We have articles. We've got stories. We've got reports and rumors. But we don't have answers. Chris Greer didn't give exact answers. What we do know 100%, this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Whatever the Dolphins do with Tua in a potential deal will be franchise-altering. This Tua deal is not just something. It is absolutely huge. Because when you've got a quarterback on a rookie contract, if he's performing well, that is how you can win a Super Bowl. It frees up so much money when that quarterback is on his rookie contract where you could spend that money at other positions. You can surround that QB with so much talent 
But once a quarterback reaches contract number two, once a franchise has to pay that man his money, everything changes. It means the franchise believes in the quarterback. It means that is the dude. 100% he is the dude. And it, of course, means the franchise is committed to him so much that he, that quarterback, is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And that's because they're not going to have as much money to spend for other positions. So that quarterback has got to be the man. That right there is a franchise-altering move. That is why a case can be made, and I certainly make the case, and I've made it for a couple of months now, not saying I'm making the right case, I'm just making a case. My case is, you let Tua play on his fifth year, he's on his rookie deal, you let him play his fifth year out. If he's not making $50 million a year, the Miami Dolphins can do so much more to win right now. And at the same time, Tua will have every incentive in the world to ball out. Go put up big numbers. You have to. You want to make money? You're playing on your fifth year right now? You got to go out there and put up big-time numbers and win us games. The problem with that I'm sure Tua wouldn't like it. No quarterback wants to have a lame duck year. They see it, A, as a sign of disrespect. Now, I'm not saying Tua would be disrespected or say he's being disrespected. But if you're a quarterback who doesn't get paid and doesn't have a long-term deal, you're not going to be happy, whether it's publicly or privately. I would assume he wouldn't be happy. You could also hold out. I don't believe Tua would do that if this situation actually happened and they didn't back up the Brinks truck. But a holdout is something that would set a team back big time. I don't see that happening here, though. But based on what Mike McDaniel said the other day and based on what Chris Greer said yesterday... Do you believe the Dolphins have already answered the question, is Tua our guy? Do you think they already believe he is and that's it? Case closed? Do you believe Tua should be the quarterback of the Dolphins for the next 10 years? Right now, I'm saying, you've got to make that decision. Do you believe that? Has he shown enough to you in his first few years. And there have certainly been ups and downs. Last year, he finally showed he could stay healthy for a full season, and maybe the martial arts was key. He did put up big numbers in the regular season. Has he shown enough to you, even though he has not taken the most important step? Can he win a playoff game? And right now, he hasn't. So do you pay a quarterback a ton of money? Do you make a franchise-altering move? Do you take that leap of faith 
when your quarterback has yet to win a playoff game. Do you think his game will grow? You have the confidence that his game will grow enough where, where he will be able to win not only a playoff game, but multiple playoff games and a Super Bowl. Because if you're willing to give to a around $50 million a year, that's what a first-rate quarterback costs. And Armando Salguero, I believe in his reporting, otherwise I wouldn't bring up his name. He's saying that the money being talked about would make Tua one of the highest-paid QBs in the league. Do, do you believe that Tua is worthy of that? He could be a great guy. He could be putting up big regular season numbers. But he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the reason you win games because when you're paying a quarterback all that money, that is less money you have to spend for players to surround him. So what do you believe? I think you could tell I'm not there yet with him. I don't think they should pay Tua the $50 million a year right now. If it was me, I'd say we're letting your fifth-year option ride out. We want you to stay healthy again. We want you to play well again. We want you to win a playoff game. We need you to take that next step. And then the money will be waiting there. And it might even be bigger than it is now. I know that's probably not going to be the outcome. Because when you see all these reports and you hear Chris Greer himself say that they're talking, they want to get a deal done, it probably will. We don't know it for sure, but it probably will. And I'm not saying Tua cannot get the job done, but I haven't seen it yet. And if you want to get paid all that money, I need to see something. Last season was a big step forward for him. But I need to see him take another step. A step to winning football games and most importantly, winning playoff games. Now, what would be the nightmare situation here? I hate to bring up nightmares. Nobody likes nightmares. But, I mean, if we're going to talk about dreams sometimes, we got to talk about nightmares. And I'll get to that nightmare, which some of you think may happen. I'll do that in just a moment. It may be a nightmare for some of you buying a home, needing a mortgage or refinancing, but it won't be anymore if you call Stewie because Stewie's got the bagel loan. You might be saying the bagel loan. What the heck is a bagel loan? When I look at a bagel, I see a big zero right in the middle. And that is what you will pay Stewie. You will pay Stewie nothing, zero. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. Don't be thinking, ah, this is too good to be true. No, it is the bagel loan. You could Google the bagel loan, Stewie bagel loan. I'm going to give you Stewie's personal cell phone number. Call him up. Tell him you want to know about the bagel loan. Now, if you're buying a home, need a mortgage or refinancing, that's why you want to know about the bagel loan. If you're just hungry and you're in the mood for an egg or everything bagel, 
Stewie's not going to help you out there. I don't think he actually has bagels. He's got something better, the bagel loan. Here's Stewie's personal cell, 561-379-4441. That's 561-379-4441. Buying a home, need a mortgage, refinancing, you pay Stewie nothing with the bagel loan. MLS number 226715. What is the nightmare situation for the Miami Dolphins? Is it that easy to figure out? Could the nightmare situation actually happen? If the Dolphins get together with Tua's agents, which apparently they are, and they come to an agreement, we'll just say four years, $200 million. Something big like that. The Dolphins have less flexibility now to get other players. And what if Tua were to, I'll just say, regress? Or suddenly he gets hurt again. Maybe there's more concussion concerns or issues. Then what do you do as an organization? That's the nightmare. That would be a complete nightmare. Some of you may be thinking it's a nightmare without any injury issues. Why make this commitment right now to Tua? Why? Give me a good reason as to why. You could send me a tweet at Andy Slater. You could send me a message on IG. You could do whatever you want. You could send a piece of U.S. mail. Just make sure there's no powder on it. At least white powder. I don't know. Maybe other kind of powders are good. I'm not sure. It may not happen where Tua takes a step back. I'm just talking about a nightmare scenario. Maybe they make a big deal with him and he progresses to what they apparently believe he can do and he wins playoff games, and he really is the franchise quarterback. There's a lot of what-ifs here. It's all just waiting and and seeing. But why do it right now? What is is the bonus of doing it right now when you have him playing, possibly, under his fifth-year option if you want him to? I mean, because, again, if it was me... I play him on his fifth-year option. And on top of that, and I've stated this before, not only do I play him on his fifth-year option, I draft a quarterback. And I'm not talking about drafting a quarterback in the last round. I would draft a quarterback in the first round. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want. I draft another quarterback. I'm not just taking a random quarterback to fill out a roster spot. I draft a quarterback very early to push Tua and to back him up. And then if things go sideways, hey, there's your guy. I would turn up the heat on him. Turn up that heat and see how he responds. And if it goes well and Tua responds tremendously, fantastic. You've got your guy. But if he doesn't, now you've got money flexibility 
And you got a young quarterback drafted very early who should be ready to go. That's what I'm doing. Chris Greer apparently doesn't share my strategic approach. I think a lot of you probably share my approach. Chris Greer, I don't think he does. So now we just have to watch. We got to see. We could continue to read reports. You can believe whatever you want to believe. We just have to see if the Dolphins get a long-term deal done with Tua. And if they do, how much is it going to be for? I just don't see the bonus in it. I don't see the positivity here, the benefit for the Dolphins franchise. Unless they see something that I totally don't and that a lot of you probably don't. Maybe they see things differently. I know when I'm watching a football game, I'm watching a football game as a as a fan, as an observer. I'm watching the football. That's all I'm doing. I'm watching the football. And then I talk to players and former players, and they're breaking things down. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I never even look at that. I never even thought about that. And it kind of stuns me. Could that be the case for Tua? Possibly, but... I'm looking at results. I'm looking at the football, and what I'm seeing needs to get a lot better if the Miami Dolphins are going to do some damage. At least we've got other teams who are doing damage in South Florida right now. The Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers. I want to talk about those two who are in action both tonight. I'll get to them in just a moment. You guys can get to Gulfstream Park. They got live racing going on right now, literally right now. It is the championship meet happening at Gulfstream Park. Live racing every Thursday through Sunday. And the championship meet, that brings out the best of the best. You got the best races in the world happening at Gulfstream Park because they got the best horses in the world right now at Gulfstream Park. The best jockeys, the best trainers, the best of everything in the horse racing world is in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. I've been there several times during this championship meet. What I do is I go to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms, have a fantastic meal. The food is so good there. They got a brand new menu. They got the buffet during the weekend. You watch the races live right in front of you. And of course, you know me, I wager on them. You can even wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Head on out to Goldstream Park, particularly on a live race day, any Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Enjoy yourself. It is the championship meet going on right now at Goldstream Park. This right now is a great time for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat going into Denver. They're already there. They're facing the Denver Nuggets tonight. If there is a get-ready-for-the-postseason switch, I think the Miami Heat have clearly hit it. Because right now, they are playing their best basketball of the season. They've won five in a row. That's called a winning streak. And not only that, 
Jimmy Butler is back, and he is fully engaged. Bam, he's been a monster. The new additions to the roster, Terry Rozier and DeLon Wright, they're in the rotation. This is a Heat team right now that is clicking. And tonight, they have a test, a real test. Hey, we're good. We've won five in a row. But are we go up against the reigning NBA champs good? That is a great test tonight. The hope is the Miami Heat don't get run out of the gym. Because if they do, that would be a real setback. I don't think they will. I never think the Heat are going to get run out of the gym. Well, maybe for a little bit last year. (laughs) But I, I don't think they will tonight. My opinion on if they get run out of the gym tonight or not, I I wouldn't put anything on it. The Nuggets, I think, are a five-point favorite the last time I checked. I think that's a good line. I think that he can win their sixth consecutive game this evening. They're playing really, really good basketball. And the emotions are going to be so high, not only because of the altitude, you get it, but the Miami Heat always have a lot of emotion going into Denver. You may recall they had that big fight a little while back, the Morris fight with Jokic. That was emotional. And then you play any team in the NBA Finals. Heck, you play any team in a playoff series, it's going to be emotional. But the NBA Finals, and then you get them again, not in a series, but, I mean, hopefully they'll get them in a series, which would be the NBA Finals again. If Denver's there, because the Heat will be there, right? We at least hope so. But it's going to be very emotional tonight. Those Heat players are going to be going all out. Not that Denver's won't. But when you take a look at this Heat team now, you look at the big picture, they're climbing in the standings. And I don't think they fear any team in the East. Maybe Boston. But I don't think the Heat are afraid of the Bucks. I don't think they're afraid of the Knicks, the Sixers, the Cavs. These teams might be ahead of Miami, at least in the standings. But the Heat know the playoffs are a completely different animal. The Heat are very well prepared come playoff time. If any team is built for the postseason out of all of those teams I just mentioned, it's the Miami Heat. And if any player on all of those teams is built for the postseason, it's Jimmy Butler. All the Heat want with the rest of this regular season as they sit at number five in the East, they just want to finish in the top six. You avoid the play-in tournament because having one game to play with is not the same as a best of seven. So much better to be top six. And you want to be healthy. That's it. That's all the Miami Heat need. They got 20-something games left, and the only goal is to finish in the top six and be healthy. The Miami Heat, as they came back from the All-Star break, Jimmy Butler, who had taken some time away because of a death in his family, he and this team have come back strong. And while I won't say that Jimmy is playoff Jimmy yet. 
he is dang close because he has come back intense. He's out there defending. He's impacting every single part of the game. He's shooting threes at a high percentage. He's going to the basket. When Jimmy Butler is playing like that, the Miami Heat can beat anybody in the league, including the Denver Nuggets. And that's what Miami wants to prove tonight. This is not a regular, regular season game. This is a finals rematch. This is a payback game. This is not one of 82. This game tonight will mean more to the players and it'll mean more to the fans. And there's so many Heat fans wherever the Heat go. You start hearing the Let's Go Heat chants in dang near every building they go to. They went to Sacramento. Fans were chanting Let's Go Heat. They were closing out a victory in Portland. Fans were chanting, let's go Heat. I feel like that all started during the Big Three era. Heat Nation just really got going around the country. Now there's places where the Heat go once a year, especially to the West Coast, and you're visiting there, and you see what kind of a the Heat takeover is in the crowd. It's fun. The Dolphins, they get a lot of that on the road. When people talk about South Florida fans, they tend to leave out how well South Florida fans travel and are across the country. We always hear about New Yorkers in South Florida, but there's a lot of South Florida fans all over the U.S. Heat fans, Dolphins fans, Panthers fans, I've seen them. Not a lot, but I've seen them. Marlins fans, they're everywhere except Miami. No, I'm just kidding. We got some really good Marlins fans in Miami. I'm a Marlins fan. Big Marlins fan. And the Marlins, they're going to be doing, what are they going to be doing? Big things? The Panthers are doing big things. You want to be doing big things. We all want to be doing big things. We have goals, financial goals. Trajan Wealth, they are there in Palm Beach to help you achieve those goals. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. We're headed into March. Tomorrow is March 1st. You're going to be betting on the NCAA tournament, and that's cool, but you do not want to bet on your future, including your retirement. Don't do it. What you want to do is get a hold of Trajan Wealth. You could set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth and it will cost you nothing. Again, visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call Trajan Wealth at 561-390-1000. Maybe you've got somebody helping you with your money right now, but they're just not getting the job done. That is a perfect reason why you want to get a hold of Trajan Wealth. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. The Miami Heat are rocking it, and so are the Florida Panthers. They are playing so well. They're back in action tonight in Sunrise, taking on the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens. And not only are the Panthers winning, but according to Paul Maurice, He's really focused on the style of play of the Florida Panthers. 
trying to get them ready for the postseason. So they're not just looking to only win every night. They're looking to get themselves into good habits, playoff habits, because playoff hockey is different than regular season hockey. The goal, they were just there in the Stanley Cup final against Vegas. They didn't win. The goal this year is to be better than last year. The only way to be better, hoist that Stanley Cup. Can you imagine if we get another few months like we had last year? I was just talking about the Heat playing some great basketball now, getting ready for the playoffs. That was among the most fun I've ever had, really. As a journalist, talk show host, as a fan, I remember all the travel, going from game to game to game, final to final to final, Vegas to Denver to Vegas to Miami to Sunrise. It was awesome. Went to Carolina, went to Toronto, went to Kansas City. At the time, I thought, I got to do this because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Even if these teams come up short of the ultimate prize, how cool is it to have this experience? Because this may never happen again. Here we are a year later. And it has a feeling with the Panthers and the Heat that they could both be in for long playoff runs. Now, last year we had an added element because we were not only watching two number eight seeds, the Heat and the Panthers, two teams who we thought and probably everyone thought would be in and out. They'd get beat, but instead they were beating everybody. And there were lots and lots of road games. This year, the Heat are looking a lot better, at least as of now in the regular season. The Panthers are looking a lot better than they did last year because they were an eight seed. Now they're looking at a a one seed. So they're not going to be surprising anyone. And they'll be playing more games on home ice. And then the other difference is we're not going to have two teams in the final four. The Miami Hurricanes basketball team is – had a horrible season. They went from the Elite Eight to the Final Four to now almost certainly not even making the NCAA tournament. I don't even know if they'll make one of those second-hand or third-hand tournaments. FAU is good again. They've been around the top 25 all year. They've got some star power on their team, and Dusty May can still coach. So maybe we'll see FAU make some noise, but they're not going to sneak up on anyone. Heck, the... End of the hour just snuck up on me. That's all the time I've got. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.